This is an RSN Racing and Sport production. This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview with Dan Malecki and Rob Orba. Hello everyone, welcome to the Saturday Night Harness Preview. We've got a ripper program at Melton uh, to look at. Rob Orba joins me, thanks to the Victoria Harness Racing Club. We really appreciate their sponsorship and their support. Um, as I welcome you in, um, I'm really looking forward to the program, but it's a challenging one, I think, to be able to find a winner or two. So my focus is going to be with you. Yeah, hi Dan, hi everyone. Uh, wow, what a program. Uh, nine races on the card. There are a couple of races there uh, where it was almost impossible to try to uh, narrow down to two or three picks. It was almost uh, six or seven chances. So we're going to be uh, spoilt with some great racing over the next few months. And I think it really starts to warm up. And tomorrow night at Melton, uh, as you mentioned, is some great racing. Uh, of course, the Victorian Harness Racing Hall of Fame pace looks to be a ripper race six. We've got the Alabar Vicbred Platinum Mare Sprint Championship final looks to be a, a terrific race and uh, of course we've got the my uh, the our maestro free-for-all the way sense uh, our maestro free-for-all it looks to be a really challenging race but we see the resumption here of hurricane harley and better eclipse and it looks to be a, a fantastic night's racing and as you said dan will be on trot's vision and really looking forward to uh, the program and uh, the CEO, Matt Isaacs, will join you tomorrow night. Uh, been plenty of news about in-harness racing, particularly that in Victoria, so it'll be good to be able to hear from Matt. He'll talk to you on Trot's Vision uh, tomorrow night. We'll also have the inductees announce both uh, humans and, uh, and animals through the, the Hall of Fame, which is conducted through the evening. And for those that want to enjoy having a punt, keep in mind there's a projected uh, big six pool a hundred thousand dollars it's taken a couple of months before we've got one again rob which i still scratch my head about uh, why it doesn't happen more often but uh with about thirty thousand seated into the big six pool we're looking at about a hundred thousand dollars and that kicks off race number three yeah, and I think if you pick the six winners, uh, you deserve the whole 100000 It's going to be uh, a fantastic night and um, definitely challenging, but I think we've found some value. Uh-huh. Well, I like the sound of that positivity. The first event is the Allied Express Melton first heat, um, 22.40 metres for the paces. And, uh, again, look, this looks a challenging race. Holy Basil is at the uh, the top of the market. He, he looks like he's going pretty well, uh, and it might be his race, but there's plenty of others that have got winning chances. Yeah, look, going through uh, the, the opening market, uh, once again, you know, these races where there appears to be multiple chances at times, you, you look at a favourite and you feel like, well, you might be just at rock bottom price and then you start to pick the eyes out of where you can find some value potentially. Uh, the horse that I did find at uh, some value, but in saying that, he's been uh, supported in number 11, where Seggy. Uh, he's $11 into six fifty. He's got a very good each-way chance in this race. This horse has been in terrific form. Uh, he's uh, been very well prepared by Joe Pace, Adrian Pace. Young fella doing a really good job in the cart. He's been racing, you know, he raced without cover behind Gillaby Nitro and Whiskey Cavalier last up and fought on really well. He's equally a very good horse when he sit off, sat off the speed and come with one run. And with the second row draw, I think actually plays in his hand. The last four starts, he's been off the front. He's had to go forward. I think he can be driven quietly and he'll come late. I think each way he's got a terrific chance, number 11, where Seggy. 
Ahead of the obvious one, number nine, Holly Basil. Uh, Dean Braun's done a great job to get this seven-year-old back to the track. He's only had the 14 starts. He's won eight of those. And uh, his four runs this time in have just kept getting better. He deserves to be favourite. He's definitely the horse to beat in the race. Two, he's Ollie. Going really well for Scott Ewan. Terrific run at Ballarat last start. He was exposed without cover. He does have good gate speed. He's going to be prominent throughout. He's got a strong winning chance in the race. And then I've put in number eight, Kian Kamikaze, who really hit the line well first up last week. Will only be fitter for that run. We'll certainly need the brakes to go his way. But I think there's some really good chances. If you're playing the early quaddies, you must put in numbers 11, 9, 2 and 8. They're my top four picks in the race. I've tipped where Seggy as well. I mean, he's going terrific. And as you said, um, his price had trimmed up a fair bit. I wouldn't even be surprised if it got out a little bit, uh, come closer to the race, uh, such as the depth of the first uh, and the amount of chances as well. So where's Seggy, Holy Basil, uh, Rock and Roll Waller going well, and Lip Reader's going well, 11, 9, 6, 13. Uh, it's a really good start to the nine. Race number two, the high gain Melton Pace. Uh, Rob, another terrific race. The four-year-old mare in talk time resuming. Um, she has got the good gait, has got form at the Group 1 level, just behind the Group 1 class of horses. Perhaps not dissimilar form to non Peril, who is uh, fresh up as well, horse number nine. Yeah, both horses have competed uh, against each other and both horses have quite often finished alongside each other. And look, number one talk time first up for uh, from a break, uh, finished eighth in the Vic Bread final behind Amore Vita, was placed before that in the semi-final when only beaten six metres behind Amore Vita and Pedalant. That's really strong form line for this race. Draws barrier one. Emma Stewart stable absolutely flying at the moment and I'm expecting talk time to run a very good race here first up and I think she'll be very hard to beat. Ahead of nine, non Peril, who hasn't started since the 10th of May when finishing third at Geelong, has trialled quite nicely at Melton. I'm expecting her to run a very forward race. Uh, the Jess Tubbs and Greg Sugar's team just starting to build now and as we see over the next few weeks, their horses will keep getting fitter and better and peaking at the right time. Ten Sweet Passion, who's been racing well, probably is going to be much better suited off the second row where she can just be driven, or he can be driven cold with a sit. He seems to go best that way and he'll get his opportunity on Saturday night. And 11, I am the captain who comes down from New South Wales with Amanda Turnbull and Nathan Jack. I always respect the stable when they come to uh, Melbourne and I'm expecting I am captain to run a nice race. So one on top ahead of 9, 10 and 11. I've uh, stuck with the chance, so I think he's going well, represents good odds, and he's hard fit. So 12, 9 on Peril, 11 I am the captain, and naturally one talk time. 12, 9, 11 and 1. Rob, <coughs> race number 3, 75 years, night trotting in Victoria, 2022 Winter Trotters Cup. It's the first heat of that series, and look, it's a good race, but 75 years of night trotting, that's uh, a number of decades where the harness industry have been paying for the lighting bills. Yes, well, uh, let's hope it continues for another 75 years. And uh, this is a very good race with uh, a lot of chances. Uh, and look, again, I've, I've gone for a bit of value here. I've tipped number five, Tipsy Turvy, each way. Uh, John, John and Marie are doing a great job with their team. Their horses are racing really well. I thought this horse was really brave in defeat last start behind Majestical Bell. Uh, she was fourth behind uh, Aroa Koei. 
two runs ago. That was her second run back from a spell. She was beaten seven metres. She did plenty of work in that race. And I think she's just getting fitter with each run. I think she's a versatile trotter. She's got gate speed. She can be driven from behind and she can do it tough. And happy to play her each way in what I think is a very even race. Three love gun. Super impressive uh, last week at Ballarat. Greg Sugars gave this horse a warm-up. Prior to the race last week, first time we've seen him do that, and Love Gun really responded from that, and he did win impressively. It was a fast-run race that was set up for something to run on. Uh, he'll only be fitter, and he'll race well. Uh, seven, uh, Aroa Koei, going really well, this horse. Uh, very good win last start, defeating Elder Barandino, Chris Finozio's team. Uh, he's doing an excellent job with the whole lot of his runners. Uh, he'll he'll certainly go uh, and run a, a very good race again. And uh, number two, Over and Out, who comes back from Albion Park after heading up north, and he competed really well in those races. Look, he's measured up against a couple of these horses in the past and probably fallen a bit short, but you, you couldn't you can only be impressed with the way he savaged the line last time, and he's he's certainly got to go in. And obviously you've got eight central Otago as well. But look, five, three, seven, and two, I'm going five each way. And I like the four, Kaivelli Piero, who I thought was pretty stiff last start, was right up in the early part of the race, uh, challenging to lead, broke, and then flashed home late. So four, three Love Gun, eight Central Otago, seven Arawa Koei, four, three, eight, and seven. A good race, though. The fourth event is as well a field of six. Download the tab app, three-year-old pace. Uh, Sahara Breeze, uh, terrific upsetting joyful last start. They've both got their more regular drivers on this time. So Greg Sugars uh, drove Sahara Breeze last start. Chris Helford now on, joyful driven by Kate Gath last start. Mark Pitt now takes the drive, the regular driver. And Perfect Pink now comes into the equation, Rob, drawn one with Kate Gath. Yeah, look, and Dan, you know, we only had to see in the, in the, in the first few races, we're, we're going to have some different opinions in some races because the fields are so even and there, there are numerous chances. This is another race, again, where, you know, you've got high-quality horses engaged here, Joyful, Sahara Breeze, Perfect in Pink. You've seen Aureus go well, and and uh, both Michelle White and Peter Mannings, uh, two girls are going well, no sweets for you and delightful Tammy. Small feel. Look, I've gone for one perfect in pink, mainly because of the barrier draw. I feel like, you know, she's just going to be, I think she can be sitting behind the leader. And if she's in that position, uh, she, she might prove hard to hold out. If we sort of map that potentially, you know, Sahara Breeze and also Joyful do very similar to what they did at Kilmore, they're going to go forward here. Sahara Breeze held out joyful last time. Probably the key here is Aureus. What, what does Aureus do? Because she's a very quick filly as well out of the gate if wanted to be, but equally can be driven from behind and, and, and run on strongly. So it's a interesting race to map out. I, I just felt the perfect in pink might sit behind the leader, and for that reason I'm happy to play her on top. Ahead of six, Joyful, who will be fitter and might have to do it the tough way again. Sahara Breeze was really brave leading throughout last time round, and Aureus might benefit from being in the 1-1 and sitting just off the speed and, and coming with that one late run. So it's a very good race. I don't think there's a lot between them. One, six, five, and four for mine. Yeah, look, I see it uh, very similarly to you. My tips are identical, but the race shape uh, is what has lent me to pick perfect in pink, thinking that she also might end up behind the leader. Not certain whether it will be Sahara Breeze or Joyful um, or 
perhaps even Aureus as you threw into the mix, but it's an intriguing race. If Joyful has to sit parked again, I think the advantage would be with Perfect in pink. If Joyful ends up leading, they single out an Indian file, that could well be the difference in the, the, the result. But one, six, five, and four for me as well. Race number five is the Waste Sense, our Maestro free-for-all. This is a terrific free-for-all field. It's one of the better ones we've had for a while. By goodness, it's hard, and for a lot of reasons. So many horses that are first up. Uh, what do you treat you and Buckingham's last start when he beat catch a wave last start? Perhaps the best pacer in Victoria, and I, I didn't put him in the top four, and I wanted to do my tips again. Just a little sip from the good gate. Uh, just Hope Fitter, a Group 1 winner. He's a son of a gun who can blast off. He might end up in Tabureka calculations if he uh, performs well here. Um, there's a whole... Uh, range of questions for a lot of horses. Again, bane of uh, not so much my existence, but when we're getting the emergencies drawn in the field, and particularly Barrier 1, it could have a huge impact on the race if Pull the Other Leg does get a run. Um, I, I wish that the, the industry would see it that way, or someone offer me a better uh, an argument for not including um, the emergencies as outside the field. But that uh, aside, it's still going to be a tough race whether the emergency was in or the emergency was out. Um, it's a really good lineup, and I'm looking forward to calling the race because I'm really not sure who who to, who to pick or who to back in this. Maybe we just eliminate emergencies altogether, and then we wouldn't have this issue at all. Um, it, it's, Very good. It's, I like that. Well, you know, it probably resolves a lot of problems, doesn't it? Because, you know, there, there's arguments both both ways. Um, you know, it's it's nice to have an emergency, but then at the same time you have them including the barrier drawer and if they do get a start, as you said, the whole race changes complexion. The whole marge the whole market changes complexion. It's just yeah. It's 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 really tricky, and and you, you're playing a guessing game all the time. And uh, in this case, as you said, you know, if if pull the other leg does get a start, again, it can change the way we we see how this race would be run. Look, I, I straight away, I need to apologise. I'm going to be leaving out horses here that I'm embarrassed to be leaving out because I'm just a little bit like you, Dan. I'm I'm trying to digest what happens here at the start. I mean, just just a little sip gets out okay, but he's not. Brilliant out. Um, you've got Ian Buckin who's going to be going forward. Lineup could go forward. Just Hope can go forward. And we know he's son of a gun. Probably, in fairness, he, would you say he's got the most natural speed from a, from a mobile here out of all of these? Uh, I would have thought so, Rob. Yeah, I, I would think that Just Hope can get out pretty quickly as well. Um, but I would have thought he's a son of a gun. But sometimes we've seen Matty Craven previously. I mean, Glenn Craven's driving the horse, and a lot depends on the horse's fitness. He's been able to do it in 1,700-metre races and rush him off the gate. He's a good sit sprinter as well. Uh, here it's 2,200. So I tend to think that um, if he does it and he leads, he'd be looking to take a trail, possibly. Yeah. And, and, and again, you know, uh, you, you try to digest it. You know, who's the horse that could be up outside him? Yeah, and Bucking might try to, to press on to take that lead from him. And then if that occurs, then all of a sudden the death chair is up for grabs, isn't it? Because you look at those front row horses, and I don't think other than Yam Bucking, and I don't think there's a horse there that would want the breeze. So, you know, does that invite a horse like, like a wildfire to, to pop around and, and then take the breeze and, and then try to control the tempo of the race? And then you've got the swoopers out the back, Bulletproof Boy, Hurricane Harley, Better Eclipse. So it, it's a really hard race, isn't it, just to try to work out how this race is going to be run. I, I, I sat here and digested it for quite a while, but look, I, I'm, going back to the, I'm going back to the two class runners. They, they've drawn 
horribly here, 13 better Eclipse, 12 Hurricane Harley, both horses, whatever they do, you, you can be certain that you're going to improve on fitness-wise. But with the doubt of exactly how this race is going to be run, I've just stuck back to the class again. I'm going 13 better Eclipse. Look, his trial at Melton was very good. You know, he obviously indicated to me that he'll need a, a run or two, but he still savaged the line really impressively, and I, I couldn't couldn't be, uh, uh, you know, more happy with the way he's progressing. 12 Hurricane Harley, he's a class horse. We know that. Uh, Emma Emma wouldn't have him there uh, unless uh, she felt he was he was right to go. Two just a little sips going to map well. He's just going to sit off the speed. He did trial really well in that trial behind Bulletproof Boy, who we were singing his praises last week. And, you know, like a wildfire, I think might pop around to the breeze and, and be put into this race and then Bulletproof Boy. Look, I've gone 13, 12, 2, 9 and 10, and I still might miss it. And I've left out Yam Buckingham. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Uh, look, I've tipped like a wildfire, the 9, 9, 12, 13 and 6. And like you, there's so many different ways that I can look at this race. Market might be key, being the first leg of the quaddy. Um, we might see some market moves in both directions here that are key to the, the, the fifth event. But it's a terrific race, a really good lineup. The sixth event is the Victoria Harness Racing Hall of Fame. Um, and this race, I think, has been terrific. Really stepped it up. This prep Kafaji is back in form. Has got the awkward draw on the back row. There's a bit of speed on the front line, though, Rob. Yeah, once again, I, like the previous race, this is a this is an intriguing race. Uh, the, the speed off the front, Aussie Butler, Jillaby Nitro, Raw for Roscoe, I think, and then you can even throw Whiskey Cavalier. There, there's there, there could be some genuine tempo here. It could set it up for something to come from behind. There's Whiskey Cavalier get driven in the same manner. Um, it, it's a, it's a it's a really tricky race. I, I I don't want to be playing anything that's too short. And I think that the favourites and they all deserve to be favourites in the market in in horses like I think Jillaby Nitro Raw for Roscoe. But again, you know they're probably going to they they possibly could get out as uh, as the betting unfolds for this race. I'm going to play two horses at a bit of value here which I think are over the odds. I certainly believe Six Whiskey Cavalier. I still, in my own mind, I still go back to what I've seen of this horse produce at the trials. I saw him win that night at Geelong when he was driven with a sit. He came from last. I think his most strength is actually when he does get driven with a sit and he comes with one run. I'd love to see him get driven that way on Saturday night, but again, that will be up to the stable. But I'm happy to play him, have something on him. I, I think he's he's good enough to win this race. And I'm certainly not dismissing Arg. I, I think Arg is going really well. I, I, I always overlook him sometimes, but I, I think if there is genuine speed in this race, Arg's not out of this. So I'm, I'm going 6 and 10 at a bit of value. But look, there's horses here. Three Raw for Roscoe, four, I think, two Jillaby Nitro, eight Kafaji, and then you've got Kowalski analysis, Lark Captain. It's a tough race, very tough race. Ten and six, hit a three, four, and two. Yeah, there's definitely a number of horses that are heading towards free-for-all grade in this. Uh, I've tipped four, I think, 
uh, from two Jillaby Nitro, eight Kafaji, six Whiskey Cavalier, and uh, I can include some of the other horses that you mentioned as being key chances as well. So it could well be another very open leg of the Quaddy and the Big Six, four, two, eight, and six are my thoughts. Race seven, the Alabar Vic Brett Platinum Mayor's Sprint Championship. You've done well to get a runner in the race and at least get a good draw that might give you a chance of running top four or five with Nikki Nana Rob, but the favourite is Star Celebrity, who's built up a picket fence uh, next to her name. Yes, and, and clearly the horse to beat uh, from uh, her performances. She comes into the race uh, really well and, and obviously with the picket fences of wins and the stable have a fantastic record in this particular race. She was very good winning at Melton last start. She's obviously got to come off the second row here and she's going to have to do some work uh, around uh, the field and there will be certainly some good tempo in this race and again she deserves to be favourite and she is the horse to beat. Three, the stable mate, which is what a delight, has done nothing wrong to date. Three starts for three wins and all of her wins have been very impressive. Mark Pitt sticks with her so that's a good lead for mine. I'm certainly giving Nikki Nana a big uh, big tick here to show great improvement. Um, she will really appreciate being on the pegs. I think you'll see her coming out of the gate a lot quicker tomorrow night, and I think she's going to be well-poised, and she'll run a very good race at big odds and four high profile with the other horse of Emma Stewart, who can't uh, be faulted here. But it's a, it's, a, it's a race where the Stewarts control it. 11-3, one for value, and four high profile. And I've tipped 11-3. What a delight. It's impressed me. And from bad gates, Rob, two runs inside the back row, the other one outside the front line. Um, four high profile. And I put in Norm's Lady as well. And, and if, if you allow me to have a fifth pick, I'll, I'll throw in number one, Nikki Nana as well. 11-3-4-7 race, number seven, $40,000 race. So there's a good slice of the pie that can be shared up for the connections there. Uh, the Alabar Vic Red Pace race number eight. And uh, again, uh, this doesn't look straightforward. Hopefully you are able to make it that picture a little bit clearer. Yeah, it's um, I'm sort of torn here because I, I do feel like there's a horse here that I think is an each-way special in the race. And uh, as much as I don't like tipping against my own horse, but I'm very keen here on ever hoping. Uh, this horse here... It's a big drop in class for Ever Hoping. Uh, first up, very good run, uh, hit the line nicely, gets the, the five claim here for Ryan Sanderson, and I think there's enough genuine tempo in the race to, to give Ever Hoping every possible chance. Each way special of the night, race eight, number 10. Obviously, I'm going to be cheering home number six, eleven. Uh, sorry, number eleven, Monomia. I, I think she's uh, she's going well enough to be a genuine chance, and she could be the one card in, getting card into the race and be hitting the line strongly. But look, he's Charlie's angel off the front. Didn't have much luck in Queensland. He, he'll go forward, but again, there's a bit of speed inside him, so he's going to have to do his fair share of work. And one cheers to Lou who gets a nice draw and is a quick beginner. But, look, you know, taking away the emotion of the connection of my own horse, I, I really think here number 10, Ever Hoping, is an each-way special, ahead of 11, Monomia, 6, he's Charlie's Angel, and 1, cheers to Lou. And I like time and shoes, like the way she's going, and a good gait as well, each-way, number 3, but the hardest to beat Ever Hoping, uh, 6, cheese, Charlie's Angel, 11, Monomia, 3, 10, 6, 11. The last good race to end on, it's the second heat of the Winter Trotters Cup, Rob, and he's all muscle as 4 for 4 this prep. Yes, and uh, look, certainly, uh, you know, you can't fault this horse's form, can you? Uh, he's just continued to uh, 
put it all together uh, in recent times and uh, those wins uh, continue to get uh, more impressive. Uh, he's got a lot to uh, to give and I think the uh, the future is looking very bright for him. So two, he's all muscles on top, famous Jordan Mark Pip. Three, Kingsguard, uh, who's going very well um, again, uh, probably stepping up here, but it's certainly going uh, well enough to run a very good race, as is for Egret. And look, I think the value runner here, I think he's a little bit of a, or she's a little bit of a forgotten horse as Elder Baron Keeper. I, I think she's absolutely flying. And, uh, you know, at the $21, um, you know, I'll be having a little nibble on uh, on her for, for, for at least to, to finish in the top four. So two, three, four, and seven, the value runner for mine. And I've got his all muscle on top two, four, Egret, eight anywhere, Hugo, one, Gaelic lad. Uh, they've all got top four chances in the last event. Okay, Rob, best bets at Melton. Yeah, look, I'm just going to stick with the one each way here. I, I thought race eight, number 10, ever hoping. I, I just feel like he gets into this race really well, and I think he'll be very hard to beat. Uh, outside of those, uh, look, you know, I think it's a, a really tough program. I think there's some value in the first, obviously, with where Seggy might be a little sneaky chance at a bit of value. And uh, outside of those, uh, really, I'm just going to stick with ever hoping. I, I just think it's uh, it's a very good chance on Saturday night. Well, your best bet, Millennium, got up and was decent odds when we were doing the preview last week. It was around the $5 mark, maybe even slightly better. So that's a man in form, Rob Orber. Uh, Robbie, um, I thought Kai Valley Piero each way, my best of the uh, night uh, each way. Um, and, and I did like where Seggy as well. It's trimmed up a little bit, which often puts you off, but I think it's got a terrific chance. Race one, horse number 11, where's Seggy? Nine events on the carb. The first event at 5.34. You'll be, you'll be looking after all the Trots Vision duties. It'll be uh, a pretty busy night to, to, tomorrow night. There's a lot uh, to uh, look forward to. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be a fantastic program. And uh, as you mentioned, there'll be uh, the announcements of all the uh, Hall of Fame winners throughout our coverage tomorrow night, uh, as well as uh, catching up with Matt Isaacs regarding uh, the uh, the announcements throughout the week. Uh, Craig Rowell will be joining you as well on uh, on uh, mobile rolling before the first. And uh, you'll be bringing all the action from uh, the broadcasting box on RSN. So we're looking forward to a fantastic night, Dan. And some terrific fields ahead, and don't forget that $100,000 Big Six uh, projected pool as well, kicking off on race number three. Look forward to joining you then. Thank you, uh, Dan. Happy harnessing, and a big thank you to the Victorian Harness Racing Club, and hopefully the members can be in the club lounge tomorrow night on what should be a fantastic night.